0: Welcome back to the Cape First Podcast. Uh, once again, Seb is unavailable, so in Seb's place we have Bruce.
1: Say hi Bruce. Hi, hi, hi Bruce. <laughs> you sounded your voice went so high there. So sorry, do you want me to go deeper? Hi, Bruce. Was, that, that was that was oh so sexy.
0: So sexy. So and sexy also and I'm just gonna say
1: I hate you doing that intro. It sounds really weird. (laughs) I don't like doing it. I don't even think I introduced myself. I'm
0: Thomas. Did I say I'm Thomas? Doesn't matter. Um, No, but now they know. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. There we go. All done. Um, Introductions are so weird because you you technically need them, but I'd rather we could just hit record and have a conversation without explaining what the conversation is going to be about but that should be complaining about the podcast format. Um so yeah we're here to talk about the latest entry into the DC cinematic universe or the DCEU as it's called apparently. Uh Peacemaker what did you think of Peacemaker Bruce?
1: I really enjoyed it even after two days of last minute binging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: because because it 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 became apparent that um Seb still wouldn't be available to do this episode of the podcast so i had to rush around and like message people i was like has anyone seen peacemaker and because it's um it's not available in the uk no one's seen peacemaker so me and bruce have seen it through legal means obviously of course, yeah absolutely yeah totally legal of course ex- exactly exactly we're, we're good little boys um but yeah I'd, I'd been watching it week to week but you've binge watched it in two days so you messaged
1: well, me on Wednesday saying can you please watch Peacemaker and then Thursday morning <laughs> could you watch Peacemaker and then I started watching <laughs> Peacemaker <laughs>
0: please watch Peacemaker no please please I need you to watch Peacemaker yeah because I, I, I messaged like because me and Joe talked about it last week because he was on the podcast um, talking about Book of Boba Fett and He was like, yeah, maybe. And then Messier, I was like, do you think you'll watch Peacemaking? Is it no? Absolutely not. I was like, fuck's sake. So he had to rush around and find someone else to do it. But you're here. You've watched it. You're ready to go. So uh, what... Did you know this was out? And did you know this was getting made before I told you to watch it?
1: No. I Well, see, after Suicide Squad... I, I just look at social media, and then there was apparently things saying, oh yeah, Peacemaker's going to get a show, and I just thought, really? This guy? <laughs> yeah. Because, because like in the, cause that was the only time I was ever exposed to Peacemaker from the Suicide Squad, and from what I saw, Jesus Christ, why is this guy getting a show? Not in a bad way, because he was a great character. Well, he wasn't great, he was a bit racist, come on. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> he was a little racist. He was <laughs> a little racist. But but just the way that but just the way his character approaches peace where he kills anyone to get it i just thought why is this guy getting a tv show that surely won't work and what's weird
0: is that 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 f- uh, film is filled with characters that could have a really good spin off you know like bloodspot Bloodspot could have a really good spin-off about just him doing other, like, mercenary missions. Uh, Polka Dot Man. And all, he apparently has, like, brothers and sisters that were all forced to be superheroes. You could do an origin film for that guy about why he was in prison. Or a film with Ratcatcher 2 or something. Can Ratcatcher 2 getting trained by a dad or whatever? Like, there was characters that I was interested to see. Um those characters that I was interested to see after the suicide squad. and Peacemaker really wasn't one of them, because I, I didn't really know much about him from the comics. Um, his story seemed finished in the film. So I thought, well, did, why are you doing a whole show dedicated to this guy? But I mean they did it, uh, and apparently the reason this got made is because after the suicide squad was filmed. Warner Brothers went to James Gunn and they were like, do you have any ideas for a spin-off? And Gunn had apparently just been writing a Peacemaker show in his spare time. He was like, well, I have this. And
1: they're like, Yeah, apparently he, it he wrote it all in quarantine and he didn't expect it to get picked up at all. And then obviously he said Warner Brothers come to approach him and he said, do you have any ideas? <laughs> I've got yeah, this and over eight weeks. <laughs> <and> we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it in a bit, but apparently he's got other
0: ideas for spin-offs. Um, from the Suicide Squad. Please, um, King Shark. Please. Oh yes, I, please. I, I think I think we are getting like another talking shark in Aquaman too. we do actually. I don't, yeah, apparently I don't know which one, um, because I, I think because King Shark's one that DC's fucking annoying because every character has about eight different versions in canon, but I think there's a version <laughs> of King Shark where he is like from a species of talking shark humanoid people out there in the ocean um in other versions he's an experiment in other versions he's like um from a different dimension or whatever like it's it's dc comics are weird but i wonder if they're going to explain the now way and be like oh he is from this race of people or if it's two completely unrelated humanoid shark people
1: Yeah. You do not care, do you? <laughs> <I> d- <laughs> <I know. laughs> You're, absolutely, You're just such I do an encyclopedia.
0: <laughs> they it could do multiple uh, King
1: Sharks for all I care. I don't know.
0: It, it's weird, right? Because, and this will tie into the ending of the show, so i sort of jumping ahead, but it's weird watching all of these DC projects get made because there's no one at the top running things. There's not, like, one person being like, well, we have to have this in canon and this in canon. We can't do that because we've already done this. So, so far, nothing's really contradicted itself. But I feel like the fact that there's no one in charge of DC films, we're going to start hitting some weird roadblocks where, like, characters are referenced but they've not been introduced yet or whatever. So, I, it's, it's like waiting for the, the ship to just crash if you get what I mean Yeah. but anyway back to Peacemaker so you you didn't know much about the character you had no expectations for the show going in, what did you think of the
1: overall thing? I surprisingly really enjoyed it actually because as someone who really well not that I didn't expect anything good to come out of it, it was James Gunn of course but I just wasn't fast of it in the slightest. So actually, after binging it over two days, I surprisingly really liked it.
0: <laughs> That's good. See, I'm the same. I I had no expectations going in. And I knew I was going to watch it. I knew I'd like it. But I wasn't excited for it because it's not, like, it's not a character that I've read about in the comics. You know? um, it's, it's like a character I know about. But that's the extent of my knowledge. It wasn't a character that I'd read, I'd read about in the comics or anything. I'd, I had no personal attachment to this character. And like I said, I, I, I really liked what they did with him in the Suicide Squad. And I was like, perfect, cool. Character arc finished. And actually, this show sort of reframed what I thought about the character. Because originally, I thought he was a guy who enjoyed killing and just said it was all about, you know, it was all for peace and protecting the innocent or whatever. Um, and that was like a cover and he just enjoyed killing. Because there's that scene where he's got Ratcatcher too. on the ground and he's about a killer. Yeah. And she says, like, why not just destroy the tape? Why do you have to kill me? And there's a look in his eye and I read that look as it's just because I want to. But other people had said, no, he doesn't want to. He's got doubt. He just thinks it's the right thing to do. And that's the kind of route they went with this show. But, yeah, so I'd, I absolutely didn't need the show because I thought, well, I've got my kind of interpretation going on. I like what they've done with the character. I've got no reason to see more of this character. And they kept teasing it, and there's that post-credit scene at the end of the Suicide Squad, and I was just like, yeah, I guess they're doing it, but I do not care. And I really liked it. It's probably one of my favourite it's only it's only February, but it's probably one of my favourite comic book <laughs> things of the year. Whoa, whoa that's a bold claim. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've I've really enjoyed it. However, they've announced season two and once again I'm just not excited for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I even after have have to... seeing eight episodes, I I was still like, oh I guess season two, okay. Whatever.
1: Well it's not it's not it just feels I'll, I'll, we'll get to the ending, obviously, later, but it, it just does a Obviously, there's more growth for characters, but there's where else can a story go? Is it just going to be another project? And project, I, I ante, hope... project Anteater. Yeah, they'll have to pick another Pro... animal, won't they? <laughs> project Horse, I don't know.
0: <laughs> but, like, I really hope that it isn't set in that really small town again, because it's like, what are the chances that in the very, like small town America place that he's grown up in, would there be multiple superhero shit going on? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I hope he goes somewhere else because it's like, all this butterfly stuff that is apparently affecting the entire world. The base of operations happens to be like, in the same area that Peacemaker grew up in. That seems like a massive coincidence to me. You know the answer, though. It's budget. Yeah, it's obviously. <laughs> it's obvi- you can tell there's a budget issue. It's not like yeah. not a massive one because, like, the effects still look good and the costumes look good, but it's all in like a tiny town where they were like, right, you have this place to film and that's it, and you've got
1: like two months to film it all in. But, Actually, do you know what you say? You say that it's A lot of it is surprisingly practical.
0: Yeah, a lot of it is practical. The costumes are all practical. Um, like there's, there's the like you look at the Spider Man suit in the Marvel movies, and it always gets touched up with CGI. Whereas the suits here are just purely practical. And uh, hot take: I prefer the DC costumes over the Marvel
1: costumes. No, I see that. That's fair, actually. <laughs> based <laughs> based knowledge,
0: <laughs> but it's just like. Every costume they've done, they've nailed it, and they don't have the same problem Marvel does, where Marvel has to make all of their costumes. They're like different lines and segments and stuff, and I like them, but they're all starting to like homogenize a little bit for me these days. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you look at like the the first Avengers movie, and they all felt unique and different, whereas now they all have the same kind of patterns and they're all made of the same materials and you know, Spider-Man's iron spider suit doesn't look out of place next to Captain Marvel. And that's clearly a branding uh, thing going on. They clearly want all of their suits to feel part of the same world. But it's like, she's from space. Her suit should feel spacey. (laughs) And his suit should feel homemade. And you look at the the DC stuff, and while they all kind of have a similar visual language... They all have a similar visual language. They all just fucking... They feel like i don't know how to explain it Superman suit feels kryptonian Aquaman suit feels atlantean and they look good next to each other but not because it's like they both look like they got them from the same place but just because visually they look good next to each other but anyway that's a complete (laughs) unnecessary you're going on a tangent tom come on get back to it (laughs) um but yeah so what what did you what did you think? Do you think James Gunn did a good job with the show? Do you think um, do you think like the fact that it's limited by its budget has affected it in any way?
1: I wouldn't say it's affected it in any way, because actually, well no, how how do you put it? I'm trying to find a good way to to phrase it. It doesn't the fact that it has. No budget has got it's gotten in the way of my views a little bit. <laughs> as it? as if it? it, it's like, it's slightly less unfortunate. I did think, come on, this could, I think some of this could have been bigger scale because I can't remember if it was the end of episode three, or episode four, where they've got the screen and it's saying butterflies are everywhere, and you just think, holy fuck, this is huge. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, then I, they're just I, staying I... in that small town. And
0: it's like the way they find out about the butterflies is that some, it was like a celebrity died in a car in like a plane crash. And they found evidence of butterflies inside the head or something like that. And that was what tipped them off. It's like, that would have been cool to see, you know, like the opening scene of the show could have been that. And I guess they wanted the reveal of what the butterflies were, I suppose. I don't know. But it, it, you don't see the ramifications of this alien invasion anywhere else in the world. It's just um it's just this one town. And even Amanda Waller, the person who like put this team together apparently, she's in like two scenes and one of them is a video
1: call. One of them is a video call and then it's just her on a sofa saying nothing. No, sorry. She says, What the fuck? Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's like <laughs> she's kind of She's not a villain, I suppose, but she is kind of like an antagonist and a driving force of the show. And I, it's probably because the actress was busy. I imagine that they were like, look, we, James Gunn probably had more Amanda Waller. Maybe they couldn't include all the Amanda Waller stuff. So it was reduced to texts. It was reduced to one-sided phone calls. And it was like, we can get her on set for a day. Make the most of that you can. That was probably the situation. But it just, it did, I get what you mean, where, like, it's this global invasion happening. It's such big stakes, and it's, like, they've affected every, like, part of the world, government, celebrities, all this shit, and it's it's all taking
1: place in one little town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I get what they're going for, where the cow is basically the, the means of their survival, but even so, I think it just would have liked a little bit more.
0: And it, it, it felt a little kind of lazy or a little, not clunky, where they were like, the air and the water, that's absolutely fine. But the food, that can't sustain them. And I said, why? You didn't give enough specific reasons why. Is it because of, like, the mineral content? Because it's vague to be like, your food doesn't support us. What, none of the food? Like, water is water, but food is berries, or meat, or vegetables, or fucking sugar, or chocolate. There's nothing on the planet that can sustain these little (laughs) butterfly people. Like, come on, except this weird gold syrupy liquid shit. Like, can't you make that somehow? Can't you, like, figure out, if you're, like, this advanced alien species, can't you replicate that product on Earth? I don't know it just well, that bit felt clunky to me.
1: Well, it's the—I don't know why I'm bringing this up. It's—it's it's the venom problem because venom says he can only eat brains uh, because yeah. they have specific nutrients. But actually, apparently, science says that substance is also in chocolate. So there you go. Yeah, but, yeah. So why doesn't venom just eat chocolate?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like clearly they did it because they they needed a reason why the invasion could be dealt with in one location so what's the best way to do that are oh, they they all have a food source if they lose that food source they'll all die out and that food source can just be one thing and it's in one location so if they kill that that's game over but it's like, why would they come to earth with just one cow
1: you know what is that it's interesting though the, the more i do think about it actually with this alien invasion stuff taking over the humans, this is basically the plot for the Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very similar. Um, In fact, there's a lot of... Because I was watching these weekly breakdowns by, I think, New Rockstars, and every week, there was stuff where it was like, this is very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. This is very similar to um, the Suicide Squad. And there are a lot of repeating elements, even, like, visually, like, um when when uh, adabayo goes inside the monster and falls out it's very similar to Drax and the creature at the start of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 um
1: mm-hmm.
0: jokes are very similar like they have a little i think it's an artist episode again they have that back and forth about sarcasm and how he should have used a sarcastic voice there's a similar exchange in Guardians of the Galaxy so it's it's James Gunn likes to reuse a lot of elements um and he i guess he pokes fun at himself where they were like project butterfly and he's like oh well the last time i did one of these project starfish turned out to be a giant starfish so what is this is it going to be like a giant butterfly and it's not giant butterflies it's little butterflies but it's still the same shit and i am hoping that you know if they do season two it's not it's not just another big kaiju
1: monster See, that's the thing, though. I'm kind of glad he's embracing this weird side of DC because I don't think any of the movies would ever go in that direction.
0: No, but there's there's also DC properties out there that have gone weirder. Have you seen Doom Patrol? I have not seen Doom Patrol. <laughs> right. Doom Doom Patrol is fucking weird, bro. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> I love it because there's there's a lot of weird shit that have happened that's happened in uh, DC comics. And Doom Patrol kind of has claimed all the weird shit. Um, in season two, uh, it might even be in season one. I can't really remember now. It's been a while since I've watched it. Um, but they meet a sentient street called uh, Charlie, I think. And it is, a, it is a street that is alive. Right. And they meet a guy called, I think it's a Flexo. Something like that. He's a guy who, if he flexes uh, any muscle, it has a different power. And he flexes one muscle that gives everyone an orgasm, including the sentient living street. Oh, my God. Which means that that street
1: can have an orgasm. And that is in a DC property. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I get what you mean there, but... And I you fucking wouldn't...
0: wish that that show was canon. I, w- I hope whatever Flashpoint does, I hope that the only thing I want is that Doom Patrol becomes part
1: of the same universe as the films because that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Jesus. Right, okay, yeah, so that, that show isn't canon, but I'm kind of implying that basically um, Peacemaker is DCEU or what, whatever DCU is at this point. Yeah. I have no idea, but that's kind of in the same universe and you wouldn't really see that sort of stuff cross over with Batman or Superman, in a sense.
0: No, you're absolutely right. I highly doubt that the upcoming uh, Black Adam movie is going to have a scene where two people talk about whether or not Aquaman fucks fish.
1: Oh, God. Oh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> or do but, you want to um, talk about it now? I don't know. <laughs> well, I
0: think I think we should, because we've, we've sort of alluded to it, but we've not really explained the full plot, because... What is
1: the premise of this show? Ah, good question. Very good question. Can it's you answer this question? It's basically the Suicide Squad with just Peacemaker again.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not <laughs> yeah. just Peacemaker. It's not just Peacemaker, because we're introduced to another uh, DC character. Um, Vigilante, I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> Yeah, oh my the, God. Vigi- the the vigilante. Um what did you think of Adrian Chase's vigilante? Well I suppose we're gonna talk about side characters continue continue
1: explaining the plot. We'll get to the side characters in a bit. Yeah. Yes yeah, as, as far it is just a suicide squad, except it's just it's just Peacemaker this time around, and he has a team of guys and gals. Yeah. <laughs> that's And he has that's... to stop an alien invasion. <laughs>
0: Is that the the full extent of your um your explanation? He, he has
1: to battle his relationship with his father, coming to terms with the fact that he might not be a good person. All that, all that. Jazz. I'll, I'll
0: I'll take it from it. I'll take it from it. So, <laughs> fa- uh,
1: fa- thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so basically, following the events, uh, the events of the uh, the Suicide Squad, uh, Christopher Smith. The peacemaker, um, who has been recovering in hospital, is recruited by a smaller task force. Technically, it's Task Force X. Like I think it's like being ran through Task Force X, but it's also completely off the books because Amanda Waller doesn't know who she can trust. Um, and this small team is put together of Economos and uh, Harcourt, two characters from the Suicide Squad. Economos weirdly in the comics is just the warden of Belle Reve prison, but in the Suicide Squad and in Peacemaker they make him more like the
1: um the tech guy. Well he kind he kind of becomes the warden though, doesn't he at the end?
0: Or yeah, I mean he, he he goes back to Belle Reve and it's implied that that's where he works. Um, but I I don't think he's actually the warden. I, I don't know. I suppose it was just kind of assumed he was the warden because he was in Bel Reeve and he was called Economos. And he's gone back to Bel Reeve, and he's, he's still called Economos. So maybe he is the one. Who knows? Maybe he's just a very tech-orientated uh, warden. Economos Harcourt, uh, a new character called Myr, who we find out more about as the show goes on, and a woman called Adabayo the daughter of Amanda Waller. I don't know if Amanda Waller has a daughter in the comics. She might do. She probably does, but I don't really know. Um, And Peacemaker, at the original team, and then about two episodes in, three episodes in, Vigilante
1: just joins the team. I love that, though. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It, He just kind of hides and goes, hey, guys, alright, I'm going to leave. And he just (laughs) appears at the assassination. Yeah. It's so good. I love the fact that
0: like after the debriefing from the assassination, like Vigilante's just there and they're like, So what, is he part of the team now? And Mo's like, yeah, fuck it. We we need we need people who can kill, so he's on board now, I guess. And everyone just fine, okay, he's part of the team. I love that <laughs> shit. But um yeah, so this team have to uh they're tasked with taking out this alien invasion. And there was like a slow reveal of what the uh what the butterflies were, what the invasion was, like what was actually going on. Do you think that reveal worked or do you think it should have just been put front and centre at the start?
1: I I'd probably say just front and centre to be honest. I think it it was kinda of slow to get off the ground what was what was going on because the first episode you just kinda of go, okay, are they just meta humans? And then I can't remember yeah. if it's actually revealed in the second episode, but then you just I th- see. I he think it's out.
0: episode three.
1: Yeah, it's episode three when they when it's revealed that when they kill Goff, he, he's actually a mini butterfly. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I I like that they they didn't restrict themselves to something from the comics. I think that was interesting because I remember when that little ship was discovered. Um uh the the kind of alien spacecraft, a lot of people were freaking out thinking it was gonna be Blue Beetle. Uh, because uh Peacemaker and also the other character, Judomaster, were from Charlton Comics. Um and people thought that because Blue Beetle was a Charlton Comics character originally, um and Blue beetle got a movie coming out that this was going to set stuff up and tie into things, and clearly, it isn't. It's not a show focused on setting anything up in the future. It's not connected to the DCEU in that sense. It's a very self-contained story, which is refreshing these days. A lot it's of nice, isn't it? Yeah, and it was it was nice not to have a show built around the hype of returning characters because something that really I think let Hawkeye down. Was its focus on? We have to have a big. Wait, have you seen Hawkeye?
1: No, but I know there's like, there's Kingpin, there's Yelena, there's many others. I'm I'm sure we should. I, we, I, sh- I,
0: we we probably should have put a spoiler warning before you said all that. There.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Pe- Peacemaker podcast warning spoilers for Hawkeye. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you know what I mean, like that. That show was so focused on having
0: a big reveal for Kingpin that it didn't allow any sort of development of Kingpin in the show. And I feel it was nice that Peacemaker wasn't like, fuck, we need to hype up the fact that we're going to have so and so come back. There wasn't like a big thing where Bloodspot turned up or Harley Quinn or anything like that. Like, there was some stuff like that, but it wasn't the point of the show. It wasn't like a big thing. It was like a, you know, cameos or whatever. Um,. So I, I, it was very, it's a very refreshing, it's a very, it's very refreshing to see a show like this, but I do think that like, it, it was kind of slow at the start because you have like these little clues and I get that they want to have like a big reveal, but the minute there's like a reveal, it's like, oh, it's butterflies, like Project Butterfly. Oh, okay. Oh, it's an alien invasion again. Okay, cool. And that was it. Um and in fact, like like you say it is similar to um to the suicide squad because it's an alien that can control humans, and that's what Starro was doing. so it's not like it was anything like crazy and groundbreaking it was just, oh yeah, it's another alien invasion so i I, I, I don't know I don't know what my point is there. I just think it might have been a bit
1: slow at the start it, no it was slow at the start fact. No <laughs> It no, was slow. no no that, that's that's a, that's a very subjective point. I don't want to get cancelled or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I I think that
0: uh you know the story it made sense and clearly like the actual plot of um of the uh alien invasion isn't really it's it's the main plot, but it's not the main point of the show. The main point of the show is the fact that peacemaker is starting to grow he doesn't want to kill people um, anymore, he doesn't want to be unnecessarily violent I guess Um, he still fucking kills a lot of people so I guess that's why they're doing a season 2 because he has this big moment where he's like, I don't want to kill people anymore and then the ending of the show is him killing a lot of people
1: well the the kind is it people or is it butterflies because the people are kind of dead already
0: yeah, but he still didn't want to kill the other butterflies because they were like people. There was like kids, and he didn't want to kill them, even though they were butterflies.
1: That, I don't know, know. I think this. Was...
0: I think this is a this is a good time to transition into talking about Peacemaker as a character, because he's he's kind of like the underdog in DC Comics at the minute because not a lot of people really give a fuck about him. I don't even give a fuck about him, I and mean, I've watched the show. You know, like, I still don't really care. So what do you think of Peacemaker as a character?
1: It's in, it's interesting. I The way he was set up at the start of the show, I thought, Jesus Christ, he's such a shite bag. I didn't think there was any way of, redeem, <laughs> such of such redeeming a Scottish, him. Such a Scottish description. What a shite bag. People wouldn't think that. Would such a <laughs> shite bag, mate. <laughs> Yeah, you don't sound Scottish. <laughs> I really don't. Everyone says I don't sound Scottish at all, even though I was born and bred here. Every now and then, that you'll so just say
0: you'll say a Scottish slang word, and that's when it's revealed. Oh, faggot! Anyway,
1: you... <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, you were saying. Well, yeah, I, I still, I still think he's a. Obviously, by the end of the show, I still think he's kind of a terrible person, even though it had that whole thing of okay, he's kind of learning his moral... He's getting morals now. He's no. His dad is out of the picture to control him, so... But... I thought it was okay. In if it was one thing, I could tell that John Cena absolutely loves the role. Yeah, in the whole show. that is...
0: That's always nice to see when, like, a, a an actor really loves the character they're playing. I think that's why... Um... I think that's actually key to Marvel's success, is that it seems every every main character... Because, um, I, I, you know, people have come out and said, oh, I didn't really enjoy it. Like, the guy who played Red Skull, I'm, Hugo Weaver, there we go. He wasn't a big fan of his role. A bunch of the villains felt a bit, like, underserviced. But every main actor loves the character they play and are passionate about it. And I think that's key for superhero success because if you want that character to keep coming back and you want to have the same guy play it, they've got to love the character they're playing you know, if they're just doing it for a paycheck then you're not going to get that same passion and John Cena fucking loves Peacemaker and I think that's good, I mean, he might be the only person in the world who really loves Peacemaker because I, I I still do not give a fuck about this character
1: the more, the more I do think about it, would Bloodsport have been better for a TV show?
0: I think, because DC have established so many Hitman characters, like uh, Deathstroke, um, I guess Rick Flag as well, Bloodsport, Deadshot, I'd I'd love a series or a film where they all have to go after the same target.
1: Oh, that would be cool.
0: Like, you pick just a fucking T, like a D-grade fucking character, like fucking Kite Man. Kite Man escapes or whatever. I suppose Peacemaker killed Kite Man, didn't he? He didn't arrest him, he killed him. But, well, you pick someone like Kite Man, like Condiment King or Clock King, one of those fuckers, and (laughs) just someone real fucking bottom barrel, because you can't kill off a big guy. And all the Hitman that we've established have to go after the same target. That would be fucking good. I don't know what you'd call it, hitman no oh you'd um, <laughs> no. <laughs> if you if, if you get that's terrible if you get enough people together i think there's a team sort of i think it's like the the secret 7 or something like that secret 6 you get enough you could just call it that just pick one of the fucking random dc names um but yeah i, I think the fact that there's going to be more spin we'll probably see more blood spots so I don't think it's, I don't think the fact that we've got Peacemaker is, like, bad because it means we won't see something else. I don't think, like, this has gotten in the way of anything else being made. If anything, I think it's proven that other characters could have spin offs. But I do think that, like, if they'd gone, out, if, I think if they'd gone, hey, we're going to do Bloodsport as a spin off first, there would have been more hype generated for it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But speaking of spinoffs...
1: Because John Cena's much bigger than Idris Elba at the minute. Is he? Do you think so? I... Well... No, Idris Elba's big as, big as an actor, but John Cena, I think, is just big as... in terms of everything else, unfortunately. <laughs> I, su- I suppose, but I mean, he's... Because, what, recently he's done Fast 9.
0: He's um, Fast 9, yeah. He's done this. I, th- I, I don't know if Idris Elba... I don't know if John Cena is bigger than Idris Elba because, like, I mean, I suppose Idris Elba hasn't really done much. I don't know. It, it, it's hard to judge because I've seen more about John Cena lately, obviously, because of Peacemaker. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. So, we talked about like spin offs and all that crap. And spin offs come from interesting side characters. Do you think there are any interesting side characters in this show?
1: in this show the obvious one to point to would be vigilante or well, say so he's not interesting he's just entertaining
0: yeah that's that's act- that's a fucking good difference because there's there isn't a lot like there's not a lot of depth to vigilante um but he is entertaining to watch and it's interesting because he's like he's like a full on trained killer yeah Where did he get those skills from? Was he trained by uh, White Dragon, um, fucking Peacemaker's dad? You know, like where did he get those skills from? Because they they do just run around this little town.
1: Oh oh, no, no, not White Dragon. Because then he'd be a big, a big raging racist.
0: That's true. I don't know. That's true. But like, who who trained him? Maybe his dad was also like a trained killer. But I'm just curious because, like, it's implied that Peacemaker. I don't know. Yeah, he just he just he's self taught.
1: Because it's implied that he's a psychopath.
0: He's fucking. I love, I love that scene where he goes into the prison and he just riles up the racists and takes them all out. It's so fucking good. Um, but yeah, he's. It's implied that before the events of the Suicide Squad, uh, Peacemaker and Vigilante were like a duo. They, were, they, like, worked together and fought crime together and killed people. But they just, they live in, like, a little, a little town near a forest.
1: Maybe they were hyping it up, and actually it's quite shit. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they are. But, like, he killed Kite Man, and Kite Man's, like, he's not, like, a big name. He's bigger now because of the, the Harley Quinn TV show. But he's 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 an actual supervillain that Peacemaker killed. Was that in that town or did they go out did they go other places? Did they like go to Metropolis and fight crime there for a week?
1: Oh, I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> I it just it it feels weird because it's like it's like they wanna say that these two people were sort of like a crime fighting team, but they're just he's living in a trailer in a small I keep repeating the phrase "small town," but it is—it's—it's it's a tiny fucking town. It looks like it's got about eight streets to it. Did they mention the
1: name of the town at all?
0: I think it—I think they called the town Charlton, as like a reference to the comics that he came from. So I don't think it's like a real town. And we never get like a really good look at it. We never get like a bird's eye view of the town. We we mm-hmm. spend a lot of time in like a pine forest or a big back garden, or the suburbs, we never get to see, there's no like, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's a city, I think it is just like a, a, a midwestern American town. Yeah. No, but it's it's helpful <laughs> when we're having a conversation to have a back and forth, sometimes I I'll know. say a thing, and it would be good if you respond to that
1: thing, that'd be nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a suggestion. So do you know what? It's like I've been I forced to binge this series in two days. I just thought, exactly, it should be fresh in your
0: mind. I can't remember episode one, but you should be able to. I, I don't know. I
1: remember it vaguely. I've been working, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just two. This is a one-time. This is a one-time thing, guys. I promise. I promise.
0: (laughs) Just two very ill-informed people talking about a show we both (laughs) liked, and that was about it. (laughs) Oh my god! What do you think of the um, of Harcourt's character? Do you uh, and uh, the the team as a whole? Because that's like there is a core team to this show, and I like that. I like that they kind of grow to like each other and bond with each other.
1: Um it's like the theme of the show. It's basically friendship. It's a, the power of love, essentially. Yeah, the real Peacemaker was the friends we made along the way.
0: That was uh <laughs> I think that was the tagline of the show. Who was your um your favourite out of the team?
1: My favourite out of the team. I would actually so so what we're we classing as team, so obviously Peacemaker. Well it depends if you're classing Vigilante or not as well.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely part of the team by the end.
1: Because I I actually think my favorite character is Murn. Um, really? Yeah, I absolutely love Murn. It was it was quite it was a nice twist. It was a nice twist. I thought actually. Because I think it, was it was a the nice end of twist. Episode, it was the end of episode three where it was revealed he was a a butterfly, and then it gets to episode four or five. I can't remember which one, and then it turns out. He's actually not there to kill, and it gets into a lot about the the host he took over and how he was pretty much a psychopath, and the butterfly is just trying to find the good in him. I, I just thought that was all that was all very sweet. It, it was know. really interesting because it was like it it was
0: you can tell why that actor, I forget the actor's name, but he's been cast in the next Guardians of the Galaxy film. Um, they filmed his screen test for it on the DC set, like on the set of Peacemaker. And Marvel really liked his stuff. I'm like, yeah, bring him on board. So you can see why they were so uh, impressed by him because when he's talking about, because he's, he's he's as the butterfly in this scene, he's talking as the butterfly and he says that when he took over this guy, he was like a sadistic, awful piece of shit and he, was, he, he specifically took over his body because he was the worst person he could find. But even this person could have had redemption, could have come away from that, could have, you know, changed and grown. I thought that scene was really interesting and really well-performed. Um, so I, I do like the character, but I think, I think the character I liked the most was Economos.
1: So are you going to tell me why I'm wrong? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> no, I'm not gonna tell to you why you're wrong because I, I,
0: I think I think you're. It's you've you've chosen a good one, but Economos but... he was I I personally my my opinion I really like Economos because I like Peacemaker and like Vigilante. I think the team is like it's well cast and they have like a good interaction. But Economos is like the most honest out of all of them, and he's also the one who kind of like. I felt really bad for him in that final episode where that he's was talking heart-breaking about at it the was very so end. It was so heartbreaking. Yeah, his speech about why he dyed his beard, and it was like a running joke throughout the series, and when he explains why, it's so heartbreaking, and I feel like they really didn't do him justice, because there's, you see that look on peacemaker's face where he's like, "Oh, I was a dick for, for, saying, like, for making fun of him." But he never apologizes. There's no like reconciliation between the two.
1: I think that was, do you know I think it was a thing in the Suicide Squad, he had to dye his beard for that movie as well, I'm pretty sure. And actually, I, th- I can't remember what the actor was called, but he was really miffed with that, that he had to dye his beard, so they kind of kept that gag going on through Peacemaker. And it oddly like has, it oddly enough reaches that climax.
0: <laughs> I, I, he's, he's the character that I hope they give mod I hope in like the second season that they bring him back, that he's still part of the team. And that, like the rest of the team, sort of like he get they start to value him more because he he does a lot. He kills all the fucking racists. He kills that gorilla. He
1: knocks he, out he, judo master.
0: Yeah, he takes out judo master. Like he's 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 quite a fucking powerhouse, really. So I hope yeah. he gets more, <laughs> uh, <laughs> more. I don't know recognition in the second season. But yeah, he was just he was a character that I liked because he was the only one who felt like he wasn't he wasn't there for selfish reasons he wasn't there to be a dick he was just trying to help and i quite like that because when you have got a team full of kind of arseholes, it's nice to have one nice person um speaking of assholes har- i didn't really like the character harcourt
1: yeah that that was but see i i forget these characters were in the Suicide Squad in that little room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know what you mean. Because um, I, I, mean, I knew, I knew, I knew. Economist was. I feel like it's sad to say, but he was the most distinct personality in that, in that room. Yeah. And yeah, then it's... when you actually learned that that Harcourt was actually in there as well, it's quite a different and... character, to be honest. I mean, I know she was yeah. just saying stuff on the computer, but because what, what she was.
0: What is her role in the Suicide Squad? She's like one of the tech people who sort of keeps tabs on what's going on. But what is her mm-hmm. actual role? Because in this, she's kind of like a fighter. She's
1: like, like, an she ag- can... like an agent, almost.
0: Yeah. Whereas, like, it's like they treat her like she's like on the same level as Rick Flagg or something, where she's you know she's a combatant. But in the Suicide Squad, she's just someone in the office telling people where to go. Like, she isn't on the ground or anything. And in this one, she's on the ground. And instead of make, I thought they were going to make a, Because in that post credit scene of the Suicide Squad, it's clear that Economos and Harcourt are going to be in the show because they're in the credit scene setting up the show. But I thought yeah. it was going to make... She was a fish out of water where she was like a tech person forced to deal with, like, fighting or whatever. But they sort of give that role to... Add a bio and Harcourt is actually like this cool badass who doesn't like people, doesn't let anyone in. And it felt like they wanted her, like James Gunn wanted his wife in the show because you know, it, it you know, you obviously you'd want to work with your partner on something, but her role, her character felt very different. Her role didn't really, she was the only character that felt didn't have an arc. And I wonder if her inclusion in the show was almost like. A bit of an afterthought
1: well it's, it's arguably more for her to be explored almost the, the whole show is basically her opening opening up more to the group because she's basically shut everyone out true but it's very, it's, very it's very
0: quick it's very quick yeah it's like they have they sing they have that one scene where they sing that song by 11th street kids oh is that the name of a song
1: was it 11th Street? It was on like Hanoi Rocks or something, I think.
0: Something like that. And she then makes that group chat, 11th Street Kids, and posts that picture, and Economos gets that picture framed or whatever. But it went from, I have no friends, to you are now all my family. And it was it didn't feel like a slow progression. It felt like...
1: It, it just it contradicts her character in the Suicide Squad, almost, even though we didn't see much of her. Yeah, because little, she... I don't know. I just found it a little bit bizarre.
0: It felt like the reason she was there is because James Gunn wanted his wife there. And that sounds really mean to say because I think she she, isn't... It's not like she's a bad actress. She was playing well with... She was fucking great with the character. I think she's like... The fact she's not been in more stuff is quite surprising. But it also felt like her character was completely changed because all of a sudden she's like a fighter. She can like... She knows how to use gun. She's a hand. She's a hand to hand combatant and all this crap. None of that was really like expressed or alluded to in the first film, and now she's like this super fucking badass who doesn't talk to people and hates everyone and blah blah blah. And I don't know it. And I didn't get the relationship or the 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 potential romance between Peacemaker and her either.
1: Oh please, that that I just wasn't working in the slightest. I don't think. I'd actually I uh, honestly prefer it just as friendship.
0: Yeah, but having like them hold hands and they're all like, "Oh, I am I'm, I'm finally letting someone in" even though I'd already done that a couple episodes ago. Like it, it I didn't like that bit. It felt forced and unnecessary.
1: Should we move on to the next
0: character? <laughs> so yeah, I think we should. <laughs> what do you think of uh uh Adebayo?
1: Adebayo was actually quite interesting. Because it was, I thought it was just going to be like the usual stick of oh, our new recruit and stuff like that, but no, she was fucking Amanda Waller's daughter, and she was there to plant the diary to put Peacemaker back in prison. And I was like, holy shit! And it was like, does she really want to do this? It was interesting seeing her. Well, is it is it growth? Is it growth? Because it's kind of more yeah. along the lines of, can she kill people?
0: I think. I think what sense. was. Because, like, I think what was interesting, and this is why I think Amanda Waller was supposed to be in the show more and they had to reduce her role because the actress wasn't available, because you have a lot of people talk about how Amanda Waller is a cunt and uh, quite strong language there, I suppose, but whatever. Um, I forget that cunt isn't as aggressive in the UK as it is in... America, whatever.
1: Disclaimer, huge disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) But um,
0: it felt like throughout the show, you hear how much of an awful person Amanda Waller is, yeah? Mm. And the show clearly wanted the point of Adebayo's character is that she learns to be good at the job, but wants to do it on her terms and be honest about it instead of all this covert bullshit where you frame people and you, you save the world, but you've got to all pin all the dirty shit on someone else, you know? And that kind of comes to blows at the end when she reveals the Task Force X programme.
1: Uh, in, it, in a sense, actually kind of links to, obviously different circumstances, but it kind of links to Peacemaker's development throughout the show. Her character yeah, Apollo.
0: Yeah, where, you know, maybe you can keep peace without killing people. Um which is sort of why he kills the aliens at the end. And we'll, we'll discuss the ending in, in a bit because I've, I've got a lot to say. But I think Adebayo and Peacemaker were the more interesting characters because they both had internal conflicts. But I think Adebayo's was the one who didn't get the most development because unlike Peacemaker, you couldn't have Adebayo's mom in the show. Mm-hmm because they're both trying to move away from their parents and the awful things their parents do. But you can get a lot of screen time with Peacemaker's dad, but Amanda Waller is just texts and you hear about how bad a person she is. So I I wish that they'd been able to get... Um... Fuck, what's her name? Oh, why am I spacing on people's names so much today?
1: Hold on, hold on.
0: Are you Googling it?
1: I'm going to give it a quick Google. Where is it? Come on. Wait. Amanda Waller. Do, do, do. Come on, what's her name? Oh. Amanda you Waller actress, come on. I'll, I'll, <laughs> nearly, I'll, I'll nearly. I'll nearly cut all this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Viola Davis?
0: Viola Davis, there we go. Oh, Viola Davis. Fucking hell. That was really annoying me there. Yeah, she... Clearly, she wasn't available um, for for like at, like at all because I'm pretty sure she's in the same outfit in that last scene that she was in when she when she's on the FaceTime to her daughter. So clearly, like, they yeah. got her for like a couple hours one day, maybe. Um, so, I, I it would have been nice to have her more because you'd have felt like when that the ending when she outs her mom and everything that was done that would have felt a bit more impactful because you got to see her relationship with her mom. But there's none of that. So, I don't know, it's... Um,
1: a little bit wasted.
0: Yeah, cause especially because like the fact that the public know about Task Force X is kind of wild. But also, this is the thing, right? This is, this is a little bit of a tangent. But this is something that annoys me about modern superhero movies. They have no intention of showing how the public responds to shit like this.
1: Yeah, that is true, actually. Because the,
0: the most you get in, like, the Marvel movies now is with the Disney Plus stuff. You Like, with um, Hawkeye, you have characters who thank him because he saved their city and he saved the world or whatever. But you never get to see how the public responded to Natasha releasing all the secrets or mm-hmm. the fact that aliens exist. You get that brief montage at the end of the Avengers, but you don't get anything like that for Endgame. And the same in um the same in the DC stuff. You don't really get to see like how the public responds to you have like crazy people talking about like, oh Atlanteans are real. Okay, why don't they believe him? What did the public know? Do the public know about the Justice League? Also interestingly, this show is the first time the Justice League in this universe are called the Justice League. Seriously, yeah, they're not mentioned. They don't they don't use the name Justice League in Justice League. Um, and then in the in the movies that are set after Justice League, like Aquaman and Shazam, they're not mentioned. Uh, the Suicide Squad doesn't mention the Justice League. They mention like Superman, but they don't mention the Justice League. And here, Adebayo specifically says, "Can you call the Justice League?"
1: So what ep- I'm trying to think what episode that was again, it was one of them. It was the very <laughs> last epi- it was it was the very last
0: episode. It was the
1: very last episode. The oh, very so, last so episode did... the, the Justice League get named. Bloody hell, that that's something I would never
0: pick up on watching. Also this. also, because of this show, characters like Batmite, Kite Man, and Green Arrow are all canon and exist in the Justice League. They were mentioned, years. yeah. Yeah, which is fucking weird to me because that means Green Arrow exists. Green Arrow is out there somewhere in the DCEU. He's an established superhero and he's never come up before.
1: They mentioned him and I just—I was immediately cast to the Arrow TV show and I thought, oh, okay, this is canon. But then I remembered, oh, wait, this is DCEU. So exactly. that's the actual Arrow in this universe.
0: And it's fucking, because that's crazy to me because that means say they do Green Arrow at some point they have to remember that he is an established superhero now and people know about him. Because if he turns up and it's like Green Arrow's origin story and it's set after this film, or this series even, it's going to counteract that fucking comment. And this, I don't think anyone at the top is running things. I don't think anyone saw that and went, well, we've not introduced Green Arrow yet, so we can't mention that. So I went, oh, fuck it, it's a DC character, we'll just reference it. Because I've been thinking for ages, because there's a Black Canary HBO Max project coming out, and I thought they were going to introduce Green Arrow in that show, or movie, whatever it is, I can't remember. Um, and I I wonder if they're going to pay attention to the rest of the universe and be like, he's an established superhero, we should introduce him. I don't know. It's weird. The fact they're so loose on this shit is strange to me, because it, I feel like it's all... It's going to end up overlapping at some point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or am I the it's... only person who cares about this?
1: <laughs> Flashpoint is coming. Calm down, okay? That's it's actually okay. good.
0: Yeah, that's actually a great point. Anything that does contradict, they'll just say Flashpoint did it.
1: An- anything that happens at this point is all just going to become meaningless from Flashpoint.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll do Flashpoint and Peacemaker won't exist as a character. Oh, <laughs> they'll no just they'll retcon everything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I uh, have we have we covered all the side characters. Are there any characters that you want to talk about?
1: I'm trying to think. Um, did we discuss Vigilante?
0: Yeah, he's actually um, something I, I wanted to say about Vigilante. Appar- I, I don't know much about Vigilante in the comics, but from what I've seen, people get outraged by. He's very different in the show.
1: Oh no. Apparently, I oh, know um, <laughs> it,
0: it. It doesn't matter that he's an interesting or not interesting, but entertaining character to to watch. All that matters is comic accuracy. You know, he's also he's like the the second live action vigilante because vigilante was also in um in the Arrow TV show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I didn't realize. I watched most of Arrow, and I didn't I didn't recognize the character at all. Um, the costumes spot on though. The costumes great.
1: Actually, there is one. Yeah, there is one more character actually. Oh, White dragon.
0: Oh yes, the villains of the of the piece. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of White Dragon?
1: I love. I really like White Dragon. To be honest, I I think specifically more. Hang on, what's his dad's name? Let me get this up quickly. August August Smith. Augie Smith or something like
0: that. Augie Smith, yeah. I think yeah. um I I I don't think I'm gonna have a quick Google. While I'm Googling, you tell me what you think of the character.
1: Well it's, it's not the character on its own. on its own he's I mean <laughs> it's gonna be bad that I I love the interaction between him and the and the police officer Sophie Song. I <laughs> I just loved I just loved him being an absolute <laughs> I mean, it was bad, obviously, but just him being a racist, and I was just thinking, you can't get away with this shit anymore. <laughs> so long, and it was like, oh, as I say, Ching Chong Chopperty chopsticks or something. It's <laughs> so I was like, Jesus, you can't do that. You can't. It's
0: fucking, fucking crazy. I, I, you know what, right? I I like that they've, because you don't really get a lot. There's like white supremacy supervillains in comics. You get all the time. Um and, you know, we've had one. We've had, like, a, a Red Skull, but they didn't touch on how much of a racist he was. He's just a bad guy. He's just a villain who wants to kill people. Mm-hmm. But I like that they went, no, this character is a racist piece of shit, and we're going to show that he's a racist piece of shit. And I just... I appreciate that they actually did that. Um... And
1: amongst and amongst the, this whole theme of everyone being redeemable, basically, they've actually shown us someone that is so far gone, it's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think it's right, because technically, you know, um, technically, uh... Oh, hang on. I'm looking at the wrong one. I, I can't find information about White Dragon, but I, I'm pretty sure in the comics, White Dragon isn't the father. No, he's not. He was. He's another John Ostrander character. Um... John Estrada obviously was the uh, was the he was like a writer of the Suicide Squad for a long time. He might have even created the Suicide Squad. I'm not sure, but he was like a he was a big influence on James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie. Um, so it makes sense that like he's from his in his spinoff, he uses another character of his. So I guess that makes sense. Um, but in the comics, uh, White Dragon, I don't. I th- I don't think he was ever Peacemaker's father. Um and that's something they've changed for this show. And it's good, you know? Characters like that, characters that don't have a big following, I'm I'm fine with them changing. And even characters who do have a big following, sometimes changes are necessary. I don't I'm not like a big die hard comic accuracy fan. As long as it fits a story, then fine. That's good. I don't give a fuck. You know, like, if it's a massive change that, like, you know, if they took Reed Richards and he was like, you know, they made him the Invisible Woman, that's just pointless, you know, just, do just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like why, why fucking do that? But, like, if, if Reed Richards...
1: Right, hold, wait, hold on, hold on a minute. You must have seen Rise of the Silver Surfer, right? Yeah. Did he not become the Invisible Woman or not?
0: No, what they, I, kind of... Um, no, I don't think he ever became the Invisible Woman. They no, had this no, gimmick. Was... Johnny it Storm Johnny becomes Storm. the Invisible Woman. Yeah, they had that gimmick where they swap powers, and then at the end, uh, he gets all the powers. Um, mm-hmm. Man, that's a good film. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh <my> um, God.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I don't really give a fuck about comic accuracy. So it was cool that they took this character and were like, Christopher Smith's dad in the comics isn't really like anyone. Um, so why don't we make him this villain? Because it's good, because like Peacemaker, he's supposed to be a villain, I suppose, or an anti-hero at least. That's why he's on the Suicide Squad. He's a criminal. He's a criminal in prison serving his sentence. So how do you have someone... You need someone even worse to make Peacemaker look look redeemable or not as bad. So what do you do? You take a complete piece of shit like White Dragon, a white supremacy asshole, and make him the villain. And they also made him, like, this super fucking intelligent inventor. Like, out of nowhere.
1: But they never bring it up.
0: They never bring it up. They never explain how he does all this stuff. They just say, yeah, he built all that shit. I thought, because he has that, like... He has that cupboard that opens up into like another dimension, full like of a all this dimension. gear. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, someone's giving him that shit." And I thought, "Oh, maybe they'll be like, they'll mention that like Lex Luthor's been funding supervillains across the country, or something like that." But no, nope, apparently this guy just made that.
1: Oh, because <laughs> he, he, al- he also
0: I don't... he also made Peacemakers helmets, and I like that. You know now. Because in the comics, Peacemaker's helmet could like do a bunch of shit. And I like that they they had that in this show. Would have been good to have that in the Suicide Squad, but whatever. I guess they wanted to keep things uh, simple. Um, they also didn't really explain why Peacemaker's costume looks like that, but maybe his dad just hated him.
1: Well, he does, doesn't he? he well, does. he does hate
0: him, yeah. Maybe he made that costume to make him look like a prick but it's... And actually, you look I, at... I
1: think... No, you, you, go, go, you go first with your, co- your costume analogy.
0: I was just going to say, I think, like... Because you look at White Dragon's costume, and White Dragon's costume's this fucking suit of armour. It's got horns, and it's got, like, a specific colour scheme. Like, and I, I I like the detail where they've... T- instead of Ku Klux Klan or KKK masks, it's like, similar mm-hmm. white hoods, but they've got the horns on them for White Dragon. Um... I, I like that little detail where you can you look at that and go they're obviously racists, but they also linked it to white dragon. I like that, but then you compare uh-huh. that suit to the peacemaker suit made by the same guy, and it's just trousers a t shirt and a big silver helmet. <laughs> Why would his dad make that for him like, I'd, I'd, <laughs> like I'd, 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 i i was, i i was like where's the fucking connection there and clearly the white dove of peace is um is christopher smith's little thing that was his idea so did he ask his dad to put a white dove on his outfit and all his guns because his dad
1: and his shield
0: and his shield yeah they give him the shield and i feel like his dad wouldn't be the one being like oh yeah okay you want brandon i'll put brandon on your suit i feel like his dad would be like no you'll wear a white dragon because i'm the white dragon like it's do you know what I mean? Like it felt weird because the fact that his dad would make him all this gear is like the most supportive thing he does. So it feels incredibly out of character. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean?
1: It's it's to be honest, it's very American. Those colours, aren't they, on the suit? The red, yeah. the white, the blue. I guess. I guess there's a bit a yellow of yellow in there as well. There's a bit of yellow, yeah. To be, honest, I'm surprised it wasn't more Confederate. yeah true
0: but again because the the costume is just it's from the comics and in the comics his dad wasn't a racist I don't think so like it's one of those things where they've changed the background of the character but the fact that they've changed the background of the character means that the presentation of the character as he is from the comics doesn't make sense because you feel like if his dad was going to make him a superhero suit he would have said you're going to wear a white dragon costume not this Peacemaker thing.
1: Do you know I what mean, I mean? I, I, yeah. I, I think if you put the costume aside, because stop thinking like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, put it this way. I don't, when uh, James Good created the character, well, he didn't create the character, but when he like made the costume and he put the character in the Suicide Squad, I don't think at that time he was like his dad's white dragon, who's a super genius racist. Who made that costume for him? I think the idea was that he made the costume himself, which is why the helmet doesn't have any tech, which is why, you know, it looks like the way it does. But the fact that his dad, they retcon it where his dad made him the costume and made him all the gear, it doesn't make sense because I don't think his dad would be in any way altruistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, what were you going to say?
1: I, I, I just see. Oh, hang on.
0: <coughs> Keeping that in, that's the intro now.
1: Oh yeah, that's going to be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Kickburst. <Kapers. coughs> <laughs> <laughs> that's the intro. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus, I'm going to make that a slip. I'm copywriting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what, what, you was, what you were saying earlier about, about changing the characters just to benefit the story. I think... I think it works really well here because I love the fact, like, well, I don't love, I love their relationship. Well, their lack of relationship almost, because it it fucking helps service Peacemaker's story. I really, I really enjoyed it. That was probably, that was actually probably one of my favorite bits. It was Peacemaker learning to, basically, well, I say kill. I don't know if he still wants to kill now, because he's he's very loopy on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to kill, but he killed his dad.
1: But with the fact that with his, essentially his tormentor now gone and out of the picture, he now has this, he now basically has, adapts his own set of morals who he wants to kill because you feel like when he was originally the peacemaker, he was basically doing it to impress his dad just for forgiveness for what he did to his brother.
0: Yeah. Which, um, I love that backstory again, different from the comics, but it was so well done i i I wonder how exactly did he kill his brother Because it looked like he punched him and he started like foaming at the mouth or whatever
1: oh he doing the worm
0: <laughs> yeah I was like I, I was like did he it was the idea that he punched him so hard it killed him or that he punched him and he like fell and hit his head, and that's what killed him
1: i i really i do really understand that to be honest.
0: It I was like diabetes. yeah it it felt like it was the fact that he didn't just die, and he was like twitching on the ground dead, He was like foaming at the mouth,
1: hmm.
0: almost like he was fucking um I don't know poisoned or some shit, um uh, but anyway, i they tease that that's that's what happened throughout the show, and when you actually see that and you see why it like I think it does a good job of informing the character. Um, and I think that does kind of line up with what we see in Peacemaker, and like I'm sure like if you go back and watch the Suicide Squad, um, and the the character will be consistent all the way through. I don't think there's been any massive retcons or changes or anything like that, other than the the costume discrepancy I have, uh, which I think I'm probably the only one who cares about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Well, what what would um, you change about the costume then
0: i don't know i i wouldn't i'd change i'd change the backstory to it because the costume is dead on from the comics so I like that but I'd make it so that he was the one who made it and his dad is always trying to push it push like a, a more high tech version of the costume that's got like a white dragon on it and it's like super racist but he doesn't want to. he doesn't want that he just wants his um his costume which is why his costume looks kind of homemade i guess mm-hmm. um that's how i'd have done it but the fact that like his dad is like willing to make him this costume it's like it feels weirdly supportive cuz obviously christopher smith was the one who came up with the name peacemaker and the logo i don't think his dad made that stuff for him cuz he's like i swore I'd keep peace and all that fucking shit and he came up with that stuff so the fact that his dad would go along with that and be like yeah okay so now I'll, I'll put this on your gear for you I'll make this for you it feels too nice for such an asshole <laughs> uh but yeah so i he's, he is kind of like the villain but they get a, they kill him off very easily not easily because they have like i i do like that whole sequence where they're running after him and Economist guns them all down and he like squares off against his dad. And his dad's like, You can't pull the trigger because you're a fucking piece of shit. And he does it anyway. But then he keeps coming back as like a weird ghost. What do you think that's about?
1: Well, I, f- I think I read somewhere that apparently he starts having it's like hallucinations or something, isn't it? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it is. It's something big in the comics that I just haven't read too much about because you see it at the ending again when. His dad is sitting on the porch with him. Yeah. Which See, I don't
0: know. Like, like I said, I, I don't know anything about the character from the comics, really. Other than he was the inspiration for the comedian in Watchmen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because when DC bought the Charlton characters, uh, Alan, Alan Moore was like, oh, I... I written this story i've got the story idea i want to use all these characters like blue beetle the question all that stuff and um dc were like no because if you tell this story it's going to kill the commercial the commercial value of these characters because this is like a closed one and done tale um and we want to keep producing these forever uh seriously well i'll just go make my own so Captain Atom became Dr. Manhattan, The Question became Rorschach, and Peacemaker became The Comedian. Um, which is uh, which is interesting. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure there's a bunch of Snyder cultists out there who will get annoyed that a character <laughs> that fucking is related to Watchmen in Zack Snyder's film is now being done by James oh, Gunn. Don't, never... don't get me started, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I fucking honest. We'll get to the ending because there's something that happens at the ending that I've not since it happened. I've seen so many fucking Snyder bitch boys just moan about it <laughs> like relentlessly, and I've I've got like a complaint about that scene. But fuck me, I'm i This is it for the for the every DC property that comes out from now until the end of time, no matter how good it is. It's going to be surrounded by fucking Snyder cultists being like, fuck this, fuck this. We're never going to hear the end of it. Even if Zack Snyder came back and made a film, they'd still bitch on. They should have had this sooner. It took them long enough, blah, 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 blah,
1: <laughs> As if so, they don't know the DC universe is going to die anyways. Yeah. No, there's uh, still a chance. Bring back Snyder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With it, I, 100%, right? In the next ten years, we will still have the MCU, but the DCEU will have been completely rebooted, hundred percent.
1: Oh, absolutely! I will. It's... I will bet
0: money on that, hundred percent. We will have the fucking third Captain America by that point. We'll have like the fourth Iron Man. Will all the mantles will have been passed on? Miles Morales will be Spider Man. the The stories will keep going. They'll keep reinventing them. They'll they'll get better and better. Hopefully. But DC will have been like, fuck, we. Oh, people didn't like the second Batman film we did with Robert Pattinson, so now we've got a reboot. And, oh, Gal Gadot said something racist, so we're going to have to recast her, or, you know, something will happen and they'll just have to k- fucking wipe the slate clean again. Yeah. But anyway, oh. so. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think now's a good time to, to talk about the ending then. Because um, we've, uh, you know. We've we've talked about the side characters. We've talked about the villains. We've talked about um, the main man himself, Peacemaker. Do you think the ending was satisfying?
1: It was. Oh, it was okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 okay why, why was it just okay?
1: Well, it was. It just to be honest, just with like, the whole tone and the direction of the show, the ending just felt really chill. To
0: be honest. He <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just felt super chill. No, I, I know exactly what you mean, because like, they get to the barn, because the, the whole point of the ending is they have to kill this cow, that they call it, which is the, the thing that feeds all the butterflies, because apparently it's the only food that can sustain them. Whatever. So they get to this barn, and they're all just kind of like... They they know that the the, the cow's going to get teleported, which, okay... If you can teleport the cow somewhere else on that planet, wouldn't it make sense that they could just teleport another cow to that planet as well, from wherever they came from?
1: Now, is there only one cow, or is there more than one cow?
0: Because if there's only one cow for their entire species, that is fucking stupid.
1: Well, hold on. They said their planet was destroyed, wasn't it? So there might only be one cow.
0: Oh, yeah, I suppose. That's a good point. They do say their planet was was destroyed.
1: So well, I, well, I, I well, wouldn't be surprised if cow. there was only one cow. This is what their life depends on, though.
0: And... But then what happens when that cow dies?
1: Well, then, do you know what? They're fucked.
0: <laughs> because, like, surely, surely you'd need to breed that cow or, like... Clone it or something like if they're if they're a smart enough species, surely they'd have to find a way to survive other than that one cow I know that the the cow thing annoys me it, it doesn't make sense in my head anyway um so they they're all like outside the barn and they don't really have a plan they're just kind of like fumbling about yeah and they're, <laughs> they're, they're just they have that i my favorite joke in the whole show is the green arrow one where he's like, Green Arrow goes to brony conventions dressed as the back half of Twilight Sparkles. And they're like, oh, he just has a stupid story for every superhero. And Economos is like, no, actually, I've heard that one's true. But it's the only thing he said so far that's real. (laughs) For some reason, the way he's just like, no, 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 that one is true. I quite like that.
1: Actually, that's kind of like my favourite bit, which is when when we're discussing how the butterflies get into humans, and then... Peacemaker just goes on the tangent of, oh yeah, Superman has such a poop fetish. And then Har- <laughs> Har- 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 Harcourt just goes, how the-, how the fuck do you know that? And he just confidently <laughs> says, Google. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, oh, I love it. I
0: love it. I think, uh, I like the fucking, the PowerPoint presentation that Conor does. <laughs> it's just, it's got the little fucking silly links. Oh, oh, I love it. Uh, see, I do, I do really like the show. I just, I just don't give a fuck about it. That's the, that's the weird thing. Yeah. Like, like I was like, yeah, wow. Every week, I was excited to watch it. And I got to the end of the show, and I was like, wow, that was really good. And then I heard that they were doing season two, and I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. They could, they could cancel it tomorrow, and I would not give a fuck. <laughs> just yeah. do not care. Like <laughs> but um, yeah, so like the the trying to figure out what they should do, how they should kill the cow, and their plan is to um, get the helmet, because he has a helmet that can do a sonic boom. They want to drop it on top of the barn, or get it inside the barn somehow, and then just use it to kill the cow. That's their only plan. And they, yeah, and then they, they do it, and they walk in, and they have this this moment where I thought, oh fuck, they're going to kill a bunch of people. Economos like, breaks his leg somehow, um, mm-hmm. Harcourt gets shot, vigilante gets shot, and you think, "Oh fuck!" I suppose because none of these characters are really that important, you can just kill them all off. That's kind of like really cool. And then at yeah. the end, they're all just—they're all just fine. I thought
1: Harcourt was dead.
0: I thought Harcourt was dead. I thought I, I, vigilante was
1: dead. He has a fake out twice because when he's getting attacked by white dragon, and then all of a sudden he tosses a grenade and just goes, "There's no better time to rock and roll," and just fucking explodes. I thought no way they've killed him, and then yeah. He
0: and, and then, then he it fucking at the ending again. He gets stabbed or shot or something.
1: He get he gets shot and then he just fucking throws the knife backwards and just goes, oh. I, just, I, oh I, I, love,
0: okay. I love when he throws the knife, it kills that uh that butterfly. I was like, that's fucking that is a cool way to die. And then like two minutes later, he's just like walking and he's like upright again and he's, like, again and he's fine. And he's like, oh hey guys. But and it's just, like it's what? The
1: fact, it's the fact that the cam Well, it's the fact that it's, it's kind of like shaky cam and it points to the left, and he just goes, Hey guys. And it's like oh, yeah. right you're
0: alive. And I, and I thought there was going I thought what was what would happen is you he'd like there'd be like a little teaser that a butterfly got into him and he's like um he was actually a butterfly but then I thought well if the cow's dead the butterfly's going to die anyway. So yeah. What's the what's the point there? I don't know it just and plus he has like a mask that covers his mouth and he's like they wouldn't have been able to get into him I but I, I don't know. But it, I thought there was gonna be like a bigger reveal there, but no, he's just he's just fine. Um, and then they have that they have that speech where Goth is it Goth or Goth?
1: Goth. So G O F F.
0: Ah, Goth. Um, where Goth is like, uh, no, your your planet's like making stupid decisions, and we're gonna help you. We're gonna take control of um, celebrities and the government because then we can help you make the right decisions that we never did. And I thought, oh, that's interesting because it's provided, um, it's exactly what Peacemaker wants, peace for the world, through the means that he doesn't want to do anymore, which is killing people. That's actually quite an interesting, like, what will he do? And I thought maybe he would walk away, maybe he would leave it, and season two would be about, you know, the, the butterflies are still in effect, and they're taking control even more or some shit, I don't know. But he just he he killed Goth. Well he kills the body. Goth the butterfly survives. Um
1: yeah, for Goth a little bit a I thing guess. at the end.
0: Yeah, he has like that little bit of syrup left that he pours out that she that she drinks. And I thought that was quite sad because it's like I don't know, something quite sort of heartwarming because she she likes him because he showed her kindness and he's still shown her a bit of kindness, but she's that's it she's dead i don't know i th- i thought that was quite a nice moment um very uh, very like melancholy i guess i don't know mm-hmm. uh but the f- the fact that it ca- it made sense but i was also like ah but they do make some good points maybe it would be a good idea to have a secret alien invasion sort of help the planet make the right decisions i don't know I, I, I think there should have been a bit more exploration as to why Peacemaker killed Goth in that moment.
1: That is, that is true, actually. Well, thank I you. Mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I mean, at the, at the same time, I'm actually I don't know why I'm just thinking of the fucking cow. I've watched the design of the cow. It was, it was weird. <clears throat> it was designed clearly where it would have an
0: obvious like two eyes and a mouth and it would look kind of infantile with the little tooth and all that shit but then like it had these big fucking it had like another set of eyes and it looked really big and creepy and I thought like in turn like clearly it's like the biggest VFX thing they do mm-hmm. and I thought like oh, it's technically a TV budget and not like visually I think it looked it looked the actual CGI model looked good, but the design of the creature, I thought it, it's perfectly fine. It doesn't actually really need to be anything, I guess, so it's it's face was creepy enough that when Economo sees it and freaks out, I bought it.
1: Actually, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you something. Because oh, I've yeah. just realised what this design reminds me of.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> let's, have, let's have a look. What's the... Uh... You're going to laugh. Oh my god, it does! Oh my fucking god! I was watching it's that. And the, I thought, um,
1: that looks familiar. <laughs> For the listeners,
0: uh, what have you just sent me?
1: It is the big bug monster from Monsters vs Aliens.
0: I what was that <laughs> thing called again?
1: I can't. I can't remember it.
0: Doesn't it? It starts out really small in that film, doesn't it? And then it get it gets bigger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fuck fuck I can't remember. But yeah, it does it looks exactly like that. Um <laughs> I don't know, it did feel the fact that it's like another kaiju and you I you do have a kind of most sort of like say that where he's like, I can't do another kaiju, fuck this. But in terms of if you compare that to Starro, Starro was infinitely creepier. Yeah. So, but I guess I, they serve different purposes and different functions. You know, one's supposed to be creepy, one's supposed to be, I guess, kind of cute. I suppose you sort of meant to feel a bit of thim, uh, sympathy? sympathy. Sympathy for <laughs> 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 A bit of sympathy for it. Um, I don't know, what did you think of the design? It's Other like than it bad. reminds you of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's so weird, especially when you could see see them like like milking it dry. It was it was always. Oh, I thought that was really creepy.
0: Yeah, and it, 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 the whole. I again, I understand the practicality of it. You need a physical thing that you can kill that ends the alien invasion. I get the logic. I get why they did it, but at the same time, it just the whole thing felt a little clunky and weird to me. Too easy. I feel like I could have done that. Do you know what I
1: mean? Uh huh.
0: Like I feel like if someone had told me, right, because all that they, they acquire the information. Um, if someone went to me, okay, there's a massive cow that's like feeding an alien invasion. If you kill that, game over. I feel like I could quite easily. Maybe that's a little egotistical of me, but I feel like if I can do the things they're doing, then it's it's it sort of takes me out of it a little bit. Uh huh. I don't know. Um, but there was uh, there was something else that happened in the ending, wasn't there, Bruce?
1: There was something else that happened in the ending.
0: Was this the thing that got spoiled for you when you were like, halfway through the show?
1: This was the thing that got spoiled for me when I was halfway yeah. through the show.
0: Yeah, it got spoiled for me as well. I woke up uh, the morning at the episode, Ed, and I checked my phone. Um, and the first thing I see is the picture of the Justice League. In Peacemaker.
1: The Justice League appear at the end. Four of the Justice League appear at the end of Peacemaker.
0: Uh, Is it four or is it two? (laughs) 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 We have, uh, because like we said before, Adebayo phones her mom and says, we need backup. Could you call in like the Justice League or something? And it's like a a fun reference. Again, first time they've been called the Justice League. And if I didn't know they were going to turn up, I'd have been like, oh, it's cool that they got referenced. Um, It's cool that that name got dropped. But I think the fact that they actually turned up, people haven't realized it's the first time they've been called that. Because at the end, the Justice League turned up. And I fucking love Peacemaker's interaction with them. I love this whole scene. Because he just, he's completely unfazed. He just walks straight past him and he's like, you fucking late, you dickheads. I love that. (laughs) Go fuck another fish, asshole. (laughs) He just walks straight
1: past them. I love it. But it's the fact that happens. And then all of a sudden, it is Jason Momoa and it is Ezra Miller.
0: Yeah, Jason Momoa, shit. like, because like when you see them, they're all kind of like shadowy figures. Like Superman is floating. Superman and and uh, Wonder Woman, clearly the actors weren't there. Henry Cavill wasn't there. Gal Gadot wasn't there. They he Henry... was like, oh, you've dropped Marvel again. Even
1: a thing for Superman anymore? Say
0: that again. You've, you you dropped there. Say that again. I've dropped again. You just briefly, uh, just say just say exactly Wait, what sorry, you said again. No, it's, it's fine. It was just a brief thing. Just say exactly what you said then, again.
1: Okay. So... Okay, right. I'll do it. See, is Henry Cavill just not Superman anymore? I don't get it.
0: Yeah, this is, this is the thing, right? Because I, I don't know if the reason he wasn't there is just because he was unavailable to film the cameo. But at the same time, they haven't like said that they reached out to him and he wasn't unavailable. Henry Cavill hasn't said, oh, I wish I could have been there, but I wasn't available. They've not mentioned anything. And this is also, I guess technically, it's like the second time we've seen Superman in a DCEU project where we've not been able to see his face. And the third time since Justice League that he's been referenced or seen or something has happened to him off screen because in Shazam... He's at the very end, but we don't see his face. In The Suicide Squad, he's uh, seemingly shot and put into the hospital. And now in Peacemaker, he's just, like, floating in the air. Seemingly. And doesn't say anything. Um, and they also, like... The, I do like that scene. It's a little clunky how it happens, because I guess Aquaman and Wonder Woman just, like, walked there. Um... Flash obviously runs there and it's cool that they kept the blue lightning because I think they're using yellow lightning in the Flash film. Um, and Superman, it's so dark you can't tell what suit he's wearing. I think it's meant to be the red and blue one but it could be the black one if
1: you wanted it to be. Um, I, doubt, I doubt it would be though. I, I doubt really it do. would be. Uh, I Because um, that, my... that's acknowledging Zack Snyder and I don't want to do that.
0: Well, exactly because guess who isn't there? Cyborg. Like they could have. D- well, Batman's not there, but Batman is going to be in the Flash movie. However, he's in the Flash movie, and they are specifically including him so that they can replace him with Michael Keaton, which I think is a shame. Um, but
1: we can't Cyborg. Just have nice things.
0: I know, and like fucking Cyborg's not there, and clearly it's so obvious cyborg isn't included because he called the studio out on racist behavior because ray fisher has had like oh, back it's been like an ongoing thing with Warner brothers where because of all the shit that happened in the justice league set which every fucking year you hear more stuff like gal gadot confirmed that fucking joss Whedon said some awful shit to her Ben Affleck, he was talking about, like, the Flash movie Yeah, it was a really enjoyable experience, especially since the last time I played Batman was on Justice League, and it was an awful experience with Joss Whedon. Like, more and more stuff keeps coming out, but they've, like, blacklisted Ray Fisher to the point where, I think it was yesterday, Warner Brothers put up a post celebrating Black History Month, and, DC- and it was, like, a DC Comics thing. They were like, look at all the DC heroes of colour in fucking the DCU or whatever. And it was Black Canary Uh I think it I think it, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Black Canary, Blood Spot and Dead Shot. No uh, mention of no Cyborg.
1: Cy- no cyborg at all.
0: No cyborg. He's a fucking he's the only black member of the Justice League and they didn't include him. Because Ray Fisher's called that, and it's so obvious. They didn't even have, like, a cyborg silhouette. They didn't have to get the actor. They didn't get Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman. They could have just had a cyborg silhouette. And clearly DC were like, no, no cyborg. Fuck that guy. He called us out and all our awful behavior. That keeps getting revealed.
1: Nope. He, he can't give... No one else can know. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. And it's
0: so it's so obvious. He was, like, removed from the Flash. He was supposed to be in the Flash movie. And he was removed from it because of all the allegations. And all he said is that, I'm happy to play Cyborg again. I just want a public apology from Walter Hamada and all the executives that created the Environment and Justice League. And they've not done it. That's, that's the bare minimum he's asked for, and they've not done it. And it's now becoming so obvious to the public. Where like, that Black History Month was posted and all the comments are like, this is awful. And it's like, pictures of Cyborg, why didn't you mention this guy? We know why you didn't mention this guy. And it's the same with Henry Cavill. They've, like, for whatever reason, DC have refused to say whether he is or isn't their Superman. What did he do? He must have done something to piss someone off because he said openly, I will happily return as Superman. But it looks like in the Flash movie, he's getting replaced by Supergirl. (laughs)
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> there's a I Val mean, Zod project out there which is either going to be set in the DCEU which probably means they'll kill Superman off and give Val Zod the title or it's going to be set on Earth 2 where it's connected to Robert Pattinson and he'll be like their big cinematic Superman I don't know it's so and this is the frustrating thing with DC right is at the end of Shang-Chi Spoilers for Shang Chi, I guess. Have you you've seen Shang Chi? Right?
1: That's a that's a that's another disclaimer now. So we're gonna do spoilers <laughs> for Hawkeye, spoilers for Shang Chi. Exactly. Uh,
0: <laughs> um, you've seen you've seen Shang Chi, haven't you? I
1: actually haven't.
0: You've not seen Shang Chi. <laughs> so right. This is
1: actually uh, spoiler. You can say it though. It's fine. Are, are you sure? I've not seen Shang Chi. Right. Okay. Right.
0: What Shang Chi. It's on Disney Go ahead, Plus. Yeah. It's really it's it's really good. Right, but the, the, the post credit scene for that film, uh you see uh Wong is there talking to Shang Chi about the ten rings. And you see Wong and on like these holographic uh I don't know, images Oh you have it's, um
1: it's a Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now watching that scene
1: Okay, I have no... seen that then, yeah, that's fine. Oh that's good, <laughs> that's good.
0: But watching that scene in the in the theater, at no point was I like, oh fuck, that means, that means um, Tom Holland's cancelled. That means Benedict Cumbach is is like fired or whatever. We're never going to see those characters again. It was like, oh fun, we've got some of the Avengers in this. That's cool, and we'll see the others eventually. There's that there's that knowledge that if you're in the MCU, unless you're killed off or your character retires, you will probably see those characters again. And they'll pop up here and there. And they'll have crossovers and all that fun stuff. With the DC Universe, they want that same, like, attitude. But there's so much fucking shit going on in the background that they can't have it. Like, they want a fun scene where the Justice League turns up. But the entire conversation gets swallowed up by, you treated Ray Fisher like shit, so you've not included him. Henry Cavill isn't there again for some reason. Why can't we have Superman? Why is it all getting replaced in retconned? What the fuck is going on? And it's... Like, yeah, I guess it's nice to think that the Justice League, that team, did stuff and had missions after the movie. And that Aquaman was part of the Justice League in his suit that he gets at the end of his movie. It's, it's fun to think that shit. But the fact that it's all off screen is fucking weird to me.
1: See, if we're hearing about all of this information about Warner Brothers being an awful studio to work with, from Ben Affleck, from Ray Fisher, from Gal Gadot, maybe we should be encouraging them to leave rather than them playing characters we want to see, but them not having, but them having shitty work experience, basically.
0: True. Um, my attitude has always been that. Because like the rumour is that Supergirl will now take over Superman's role in this universe. Um, I think it's more likely that they'll do that with Black Adam, and Black Adam will become the Superman. I think it's either, I don't want them to do that, I want them to keep these characters, but if the actors have issues with the, with the company, or the company has issues with the actors, then one, Warner Brothers should have a complete overhaul of their company. They should really reassess what they've been doing, how they treat their actors, and completely overhaul things. Which is coming. Discovery have bought Warner Brothers. There's going to be a massive corporate reshuffling, I imagine. People who are problematic will get uh, like shifted off. Because all you have to do is look at like Marvel. Every Marvel movie that comes out. Every Marvel trailer that comes out. Kevin Feige, the head honcho of their studio, gets praise. Because he's he he, one he's good at PR work. He's good at keeping like a good professional image in the public eye. But two, he's also someone who cares about these characters, and people like him. They like that he cares about the characters, so he gets a lot of good press. DC doesn't have that. The closest they have to that is Walter Hamada. And Walhamada can't do any press for these movies anymore because of all the racist shit and allegations come out against him and all the stuff that he's apparently done. So if I was Discovery, I'd put I'd get someone new in as the head of DC who cares about DC, fuck knows who that is, and have them lead the company, have someone in charge, have someone running the boat. Running the boat, steering the ship. There we go.
1: Running running the boat. <laughs> oh my Yes, God. running <laughs> the boat.
0: <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> of, course, um, of
1: course, yes.
0: <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see what happens with DC as a studio. But they, they need to do something. And I think they would win a lot of people back if they just publicly apologized and they brought back Ray Fisher. They brought back Henry Cavill, and they listened to fan demand. You know know that the excitement for, for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield potentially being in No Way Home was fucking off the charts. And I think Warner Brothers are expecting the same thing with Michael Keaton. But all I'm seeing so far is it's like, it's cool that Michael Keaton's coming back, but I don't want him to be the main Batman in this DC Universe either bring back Ben Affleck or recast Ben Affleck with someone else but having like a Batman who is like older than the rest of the Justice League who can't really be Batman anymore isn't what they want to see they want to see Batman and Superman work together, they want to see them lead the Justice League together and we're not getting that so I don't know, I I think it's, it was a cool scene to have at the end of the show I'm glad they did it, but at the same time if they keep doing shit like this, where Superman can only ever like you can never see his face, he's always got to be in shadows, or you can only be filmed from the neck down, it's gonna get real exhausting real fast. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> They've got to keep pulling that trick, though, you know that.
0: <laughs> until Flashpoint, when they either recast him or replace him altogether. Uh, but I don't know we'll see. Oh, uh, so I think um, I think to wrap up. What uh, are you excited for season two? Beastmaker. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, my bad. It's 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 the problems with D C man. Every time I talk about DC this shit always gets in the way. Um so yeah, what do you think will happen in season two and what other spin offs do you wanna see? Because we've already got confirmed that like other characters from James Gunn's Suicide Squad are gonna be getting spin-offs apparently which ones do you hope gets to spin get which characters do you hope get spin-offs and what do you want to see happen in season two
1: right I'm gonna be incredibly <laughs> weird with this okay based on the timeline of the suicide squad because if there's a character I want to see get a spinoff it's captain boomerang
0: yes yes I'd love Captain boomerang to get a spin-off <laughs> yes I fucking love Captain boomerang. Oh, um I think I think it's doable. I think you could do a spin-off. Um especially with Flashpoint coming up. You could just say Flashpoint retcon some shit, I don't know. Um I I'd love What would you want to see Captain Boomerang do? Would you want it to be before he was in the Suicide Squad after but he survived after Flashpoint. What would you want to see?
1: I don't, even just something that, because technically, I'm going to go on the basis that the first Suicide Squad is, is still canon, sadly. Yes, it's... it is. <laughs> so it I'm going to go on that basis. You could just do like a little spin-off of him set in between those two movies or something. I don't know much about Captain Boomerang's, like, villains. Well, he doesn't have villains, does he? He is a villain. He is but, like, a villain. Sort of his, his, sort of his adversaries or something. I don't know because I I, mean, I don't really read those comics how did I say
0: you that? Said, you I don't you read said... those <laughs> yeah you <laughs> <I>, accent change <laughs> what the fuck is that Jesus. about? Um, <laughs> but, uh, what was
1: that?
0: <laughs> I don't read those comics
1: <laughs> I don't read those comics you know
0: <laughs> uh, welcome
1: but to no. the Kate verse <laughs> <What? laughs>
0: that should be a new voice um but yeah, I think what they could do, if you want to do like something with Captain Boomerang, you could just say between the first Suicide Squad and the second Suicide Squad, I mean, there's like a good five years between those two movies. And if they're moving in real time, you could say it's been about that, that same time period. You could just say that Captain Boomerang escaped prison somehow and met up with the... Uh, the um, Oh, what the fuck? I think they're called the Rogues. It's basically like a little team of villains of the Flash that all team up and like commit crimes in Central City. Um, You could have a movie where it's... You could do it like a heist movie where Captain Boomerang and the rogues are trying to rob a bank, but they're trying to do it without the Flash knowing and without the Flash picking up on them. And then uh, the end of the movie could be... They think they've gotten away with it. They're like leaving the bank, and then, like, a flash of lightning, they're all back in prison. So you wouldn't even have to include the flash. You know, you could just have, like, a fun little teaser or something. Uh, Because I I don't think you could just have Captain... You couldn't... I mean, I guess they could do it where Captain Boomerang is the protagonist, and the flash is the antagonist. But if you're putting Flash in a movie, you're making him the main character. Uh, So, I don't know. You could do something like that. I'd... I've already said what I'd like to see. I'd like to see all the hitmen go after one target. That would be fun. Um, but if we're getting like another HBO Max series that's focused on one character, <sighs> I mean, Harley Quinn's an easy one. I don't think they'd, I don't think they'd give James Gunn but they've just done another. The, they've
1: done the movie already, though.
0: Yeah, they've done the movie already. Um, I'd. But I would, Slipknot. I would like, I would like to see, yeah, Slipknot, <laughs> the man who can climb anything. Yes. <laughs> fuck it. A trilogy of Slipknot yeah. movies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see Gotham City Sirens. Give, fuck it. Give James Gunn Gotham City Sirens. Let him Wait, do uh is that, is that
1: not a thing?
0: Uh, Gotham City Sirens was supposed to be a movie. David Ayer was going to direct it. It was going to be like, I guess, a sort of pseudo sequel to the Suicide Squad. Oh, oh well, yeah, David we're never, Ayer.
1: yeah, we're we're never getting that <laughs> <Jesus>. film. <laughs>
0: we're never getting that. Um, I think it, <laughs> by all, by all accounts, his original cut of Suicide Squad is supposed to be really good. I don't know if it would be. I I want to see it. I absolutely want to see it. All the stuff I've seen, I, I do like. But I think that movie is just fundamentally broken because its premise and its plot are two different things.
1: Do you know what he described his cut as cutters?
0: <laughs> uh, i think i i think- I can't remember the exact words, but I think so what what the exact words
1: the exact words were it is a soulful drama <laughs> 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 that's how he described it
0: <laughs> uh, well i i gotta see that i just i got it i gotta see this soulful drama um but yeah, this is, I... what,
1: this is what Snyder started. This it will never <laughs> end now. It, it, but this is the thing, right? His version of Justice League was good. It's my favorite DC movie, I'll be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> it might I think it's mine as well. And you know, like, really if, good. It, it is I think if DC had just stuck to their guns, they'd have been fine. If they if they hadn't chopped BVS and Suicide Squad up, if they had just released Justice League, they wouldn't be in the state they're in right now. If they'd have just stuck to the plan, they'd have been fine. But now it's like every time they release a project, it's just, you're racist, where's Henry Cavill? And that's just, that's what it's going to be until the end of time. Every person involved with these movies will be dead. Where's
1: Henry Cavill? You would even get that from a Suicide Squad movie, wouldn't you? You're racist, where's
0: Henry Cavill? Exactly, exactly. No matter what they do, that's going to be the two questions that haunt that studio until the end of time. Why are you so racist, and where is Henry Cavill? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'd I'd like to see Gotham City Sirens spin-off of uh, The Suicide Squad. I'd love all the hitmen chase a target. I'd like to see a Polka Dot um, spin-off explain why he was in prison you know Um, in fact you could just do a solo blood spot series about him shooting Superman
1: that is true actually that would be quite good but (laughs) I'm just going to bring this up Um, this whole conversation has shown what we think of Peacemaker (laughs) (laughs) we've just gone off on a completely random tangent on the state of DC and that shows we're really excited for season 2 I think (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just, I still do not care about the character. I just like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just, I do not give a fuck. Like, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a good show. It's, it's one of the, it's one of the, the better comic book shows I've seen. hundred um, percent. It's nice to see a comic book show set in a big franchise that isn't so focused on setting up the next thing. And uh, not that Marvel is entirely focused on that. Every show that they've released thus far on Disney Plus has been in service of something else. Um, And it would be nice if they... I'm hoping Moon Knight is less of that. Same with She-Hulk. I'm hoping they kind of like... You can have connectivity without it being the main focus. Which is one of the few things that DC are getting right. But I think they're getting it right completely by accident. Like, it's all still connected in that universe, but the reason the connections are so loose is because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> there's, there's no plan. There's no goal. They're just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I guess Peacemaker's a, a big part of this universe now. He's in two projects. Um, he's going to be in three, so he'll have, um, he'll have beaten Henry Cavill's appearance in this universe by season three of Peacemaker
1: tell that to someone ten years ago when Heartbreak Man of Steel it. was about to come out and set Absolute. the DC world <laughs> I, I, Actually, if, if that, this is a good if
0: question I, would... if I was sat in the theatre watching Man of Steel in 2013 and someone turned to me and went you know in ten years time the character Peacemaker will have had more screen time in this universe than Superman <laughs> I would have killed them and then myself <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Uh, what were you gonna say?
1: Yeah, so on on the basis of all this, after saying all this, you d and coming to the conclusion you don't care about Peacemaker, would you would you recommend people, our listeners, to watch Peacemaker season one? Yes. Yes.
0: I I think it is still worth a watch. It's a funny show. It's got some fun character stuff. But if 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 someone were to ask me, do I need to watch this um, series um, because it's important to this universe, whatever? I'd, I'd be like, no, no, go go watch something else. It's not like if if I had a choice between a second Suicide Squad movie or Peacemaker, I'd pick a second Suicide Squad movie. Oh, I, yes. you know what, right? You know what? I as much as I enjoy this show as much as i think it's it's incredibly well written and it looks amazing like as much as i really enjoy and, you know appreciate the show if someone was to ask me between this and the first suicide squad movie i'd pick the first suicide squad movie
1: okay yeah there's absolutely no doubt i would pick the first suicide squad movie the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. I hate that oh, difference I'm, so much. I'm, I hate
0: the difference too. They should give it a subtitle. But I, I'm talking about the first Suicide Squad movie, Suicide Squad by David Ayer.
1: Oh, so you're talk, oh, you're talking about Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, I'd still pick that over Peacemaker. Really? It's not. It's not better. It's absolutely not better. But there are characters in it that I I I like and know more. And not that that should be any kind of currency, but I, when I'm watching Peacemaker, I'm like, yes, this is good, this is fun. But it's it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but because I know I'm getting more Peacemaker, there's nothing exciting about it because it's just like it's like a character that exists. But because when it doesn't look likely we're going to get any more Deadshot anytime soon, so I'd rather go back and watch the brief bit of Deadshot we got than copious amounts of a character that i do not care about
1: that's that's fair enough actually to be honest watching suicide squad not the suicide squad suicide squad it's entertaining in its own right because of how goddamn awful it is <laughs> yeah
0: you know what right it's i have this fun game every time i play it where i want to i want to see if i can watch up until katana's entrance and remember she's in the movie <laughs> Oh and every God, time I Jesus. forget, every time I start watching Suicide Squad, I forget she's in it until that scene where she turns up. <laughs> every time. I, it's because she just has such an underwhelming entrance.
1: I didn't realise that Katano was the same person that played Kimiko in The Boys.
0: She's also the same person who plays um, that woman in The Wolverine. Really? Yeah, she's Yukiyo in The Wolverine. Oh my god. Yeah, she's fucking she's she's like just claiming all the Japanese comic book characters out there. Oh Jesus. Brain
1: exploding. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh
0: but I think um I I if so I, in fact right here's, here's here's even a better option. If someone were to hold a gun to my side and said, Okay, you get to pick between the suicide squad and peacemaker or david ayers cut of suicide squad i'd pick david ayers cut of suicide squad
1: no yeah that's true
0: because i the fact that he has stood by that film all these years and the only thing he said that he wish he could change was he'd have made joker the main villain um so he's he's aware that there are still problems with his cut but the fact that he's like, no, like there was like actual, there's a bunch of stuff that was put in there that wasn't there. There was a clip that surfaced um, a couple of days ago. And you know when Joker saves Harley Quinn? Yeah. And he's like, I've got a bearskin rug waiting and we're going to go home and fuck or whatever. Uh, that was a reshoot. The that was original, a reshoot? Yeah, the original scene was like floating around the other day. And he gets her on the on the helicopter, and he's like, and she's all like, oh, put it in, hi. And he's like, no, fuck you. Look at the things I've got to do for you. When we get home, I'm going to fucking teach you a lesson or whatever. Like, he's he's more strict and clearly more abusive towards her. Mm-hmm. Um which is interesting because that's that's their relationship in the comic. So it looks like it was David Ayer wanting to be like, No, these two should have like a, a toxic relationship and one of brothers going, No, make them in love. Which is uh interesting.
1: I just what <laughs> there's there's not that same passion for Zack Snyder, is there, for David Ayer? Uh no.
0: There's there is a bit like you still see David Ayer release the David Ayer cut. I think the reason why Zack Snyder's one got so much traction is because there was more passion for it, but there also isn't another Suicide Squad project on the horizon. Whereas with Suicide Squad, sorry, did I say? I meant Justice League. There isn't another Justice League project on the horizon. Yeah, you did say I say Suicide that? Squad? Yeah, I meant to say Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> my bad. Because there isn't another Justice League movie coming out. Um. I think it was easier to just release a version of Justice League that they had, uh, plus it was more content for HBO Max. Whereas there is actively more stuff connected to the new suicides work coming out. There's Peacemaker. There's going to be more spin-offs apparently. There's Peacemaker Season 2. And all of that is traction to HBO Max still. Um, so there's no real need to release the A cut because it's not gonna boost their stuff anymore. However, if Warner Brothers came out and were like, we are sorry for what we did, we're sorry for how we treated Ray Fisher, we're sorry for how we treated the rest of the cast, we're sorry to our creators that we, we fired unceremoniously whose projects we ruined. So here's David Ayer's cut. We're also releasing the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. We're announcing Cyborg. River. We're announcing Henry Cavill will return as Superman. If they did all of that in one fell swoop, the public opinion of Warner Brothers would change overnight.
1: A man can dream.
0: A man can dream.
1: A man, a man, a man and a woman. I'm not sexist.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you're saying that we are, but we are a man and a woman.
1: A person can dream. A person can dream. There we go.
0: Two people on a podcast can dream, and. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I dunno. I, I I enjoyed this show, but I just simply do not care about it.
1: Yeah. I I said I liked it and to be honest, I still do like it, but I just don't need any more.
0: Yeah, I'm I, I'm perfectly happy with what we got.
1: It's, it's nice that it's ended. Well it's not, not that it's I, ended. That's it's cause... nice that it's not leading to anything.
0: Yeah, because this is the thing. All I can think of is, like, for season two, in terms of predictions, is I just want them to to leave that town. Have a bigger scale. Because it always, like, bothers me. It's like in fucking... It's like soap operas. Like, EastEnders. How much drama could happen in that tiny square? You know? But, fuck it, it's the same with this show. Like, how did many... You
1: just, did you just compare Peacemaker to EastEnders? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like the, if the, the listeners if... won't, would the listeners know EastEnders? I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: no, no, no one will know what EastEnders is. It's a it's a UK TV show. Um,
1: where, where are your listeners from? What can we compare it to?
0: Uh, all over the place. We've had people like listening like the Ukraine.
1: The Ukraine. Um, yeah. Oh, then I can't compare. I don't know any about.
0: <laughs> um. Well, it's it's like a it's like a. Basically, it's like a little—it's a collection of houses, and there are drama between the people who live in those houses. That is the best way to explain. And uh, yeah, that's um, that's kind of what Peacemaker was at the end of the day. And I don't want—I don't want season two to be like, oh, there's another extraterrestrial threat in this small town, and only Peacemaker can save the day. Like, take him somewhere else. Team him up with someone else. Get another... Because it was fun having vigilante around. But maybe get, like, another straight man in. Someone who's much more serious and Peacemaker's trying to compete with that person. Kind of like in Suicide Squad. Where there's someone a bit more serious and he's got a kind of, like... You know... He's just goofing around with vigilante but then there's another guy who's even better. And he has to fucking... Oh, 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 I need to stop goofing around with Vigilante because this is what serious assassins do or some shit. I don't know. Just something that isn't in that town. I don't know why I'm so against the, the town.
1: <laughs> Technically, many great TV shows have worked in town, so... Yeah, <laughs> but it just...
0: It, it becomes so, like, like unbelievable. I guess for a certain point where it's like, why is this one location so rife with criminal activity I not know, I'd like to see more childhood characters bring in the question bring in Captain Atom uh, I don't know we got Judo Master in this season maybe bring in another uh character
1: oh, oh yeah Judo Master
0: we completely forgot we, to talk about Judo Master didn't we, we
1: did. what does he do, he, he punches and kicks and eats Cheetos there you go
0: he really annoyed said, me. There's there's a scene, right, where these two guys are, like, <laughs> talking in the car. And they come out, and they say something. They, they're, they're sort of mean to him. And then they go into the shop. When they come back out of the shop, he just kicks their ass. But then, yeah. like, the guy inside the shop is like, oh, good job, man. Appreciate that. And I was like, w- did they do something even worse? Like, they sort of, like, make a joke of his outfit. But I didn't think they deserved to basically get beaten to death. I feel like there was a scene missing. I feel like maybe they said some like racist shit inside the shop, and they. Uh...
1: Oh, is is there going to be a, a, a James Gunn cut now for for his TV? Yeah, show?
0: release the James <laughs> Gunn cut. Um, I don't know, maybe I, I, I hope. You know, it...
1: what, I say that the episodes are only like forty minutes. Yeah, so they're dead shot. Uh, usually, like an hour, so maybe there is cut content.
0: Maybe I'm maybe. hoping. I'm release hoping the that we'll cut. get exactly. I'm hoping we'll get like a Blu-ray release because if it's like exclusive to HBO Max that's, that's going to really fucking annoy me
1: this is where we've got to with DC we need to have two of everything a cinematic cut and then the director's cut for you every know, single
0: that, <laughs> that, that happened there was like a good there was like a, because BVS had an extended cut and then Suicide Squad had an extended cut I think that's where the name Extended Universe came from because there was like it was like a joke someone made and it's just stuck. Uh, DC haven't officially named their universe.
1: What is it's got no name?
0: Official I think they tried to call it the Worlds of DC but it didn't stuck. Their name is DCEU, but they didn't pick that. It was a joke in like a in like a newspaper. So to, next year is the ten year anniversary of this universe and it doesn't have an official name.
1: So ten years of Marvel, we reached end. We reached Endgame and Infinity War. Con- conclusion How- to phase one.
0: Well, d- conclusion to phase three.
1: Well, no, for what was it for, no, of the Infinity Saga. Yeah, ah! it was the
0: Infinity Saga. What are they going to even celebrate it next year for DC? What could they do? What are we getting next year? I think next year we're getting. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all we're getting next year in movies.
1: Not not Black Adam?
0: Black Adam comes out this year, I think. Yeah, it does. it? It comes out this year. Black Adam, The Flash, and Aquaman 2 all come out this year.
1: And look at the hype.
0: And Maybe we might be getting Batgirl as well. So we're getting fuckloads this year and then next year we're getting one movie and that's the 10 year anniversary and it's Shazam. I'm hoping that by the 10 year anniversary we will have some confirmation whether or not uh, Henry Cavill is still Superman.
1: <laughs> no, I doubt it. I really do.
0: I really fuck doubt man. it. He's probably they're probably going to replace him with the Flash movie. But anyway, I guess that wraps up our thoughts on Peacemaker.
1: Yeah, we talked more about DC than Peacemaker. It was quite funny. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just, this. what do you say? It was a fun show. I enjoyed it. Don't really care for a season two. Um, like I, actually.
1: Watch first time.
0: Yeah, this is how I'll wrap up. The fact that that show is unavailable in the UK and other countries who don't have HBO Max is an absolute joke, personally, especially because after every episode. James Gunn would just come out and post spoilers. He'd, like, live tweet with the episodes. So it's like, if you're someone who is a fan of this stuff and follows James Gunn and follows, like, the cast and shit like that, but you can't physically watch the show because you just don't have, like, a service that provides it, by the time you get a service, you'll have had everything spoiled for you anyway. So all this has done is promote piracy. It's the same issue Disney Plus had when they released The Mandalorian, because it wasn't in the UK yet, Disney Plus, I mean. When The Mandalorian actually came out over here, the viewing figures weren't high, but the piracy figures were. It was like the most pirated TV show ever.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: So, Warner Brothers, <laughs> HBO Max, whoever's in fucking charge, needs to really sort their shit out and get that service globalised. Because Disney Plus, like... Book of Boba Fett, Every, it came out at the exact same time, on the exact same day, across the world. Peacemaker, fuck knows when that's going to get over here. Same with all this stuff, uh, Titans, Doom Patrol, anything on HBO Max, fuck knows where or when it's going to turn up in the UK. So, HBO Max, get your shit together, because otherwise, we're just going to have to keep pirating your content. Not, not what, that we did you, that.
1: What you, do you, you mean? We were totally legal?
0: Exactly. We what are you we talking about? we used like a VPN and we had a subscription and we did all the uh, we did all the legal means. We we wrote a letter to the company and they sent us every episode for free. Oh, on a, we on try a and little spon- desk.
1: We should try and get sponsorship for the podcast.
0: We are you? Are you the new co-host?
1: Might be. Perfect. Know, we'll I? see.
0: We'll see. We'll see you next week for the Dark Knight trilogy then.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, that's what,
0: that's what that's what we're talking about next week, the Dark Knight trilogy.
1: Oh fantastic.
0: Yeah, perfect. We'll see you there next week then. Perfect. You can join uh we might have another guest. Ooh. Um Louis, Louis back. He's talking about the Dark Knight trilogy.
1: What did you cut out?
0: Uh I didn't mean to. I was just saying Louis's back. Louis the ne Louis is the other guest. Oh He's right, okay, be... yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and then the week after that we're talking about the batman
1: the batman
0: yeah the batman the batman so it's a da- it's a big it's a big heavy dc month um this month
1: after ranting about dc we're having a dc TV month
0: yeah great yeah we're going to talk about <laughs> um i actually i actually have some some thoughts i want to share about the dark knight trilogy because i i think that franchise that trilogy is technically responsible for the state of DC these days.
1: Because, I've... no, I'll, I'll hear, you. I'll hear your thoughts about it when exactly. I, when I tune into the episode when it's released. Exactly. I recommend exactly. you all do as well. Hint, hint.
0: Ah, ah, good, good, man, good man, good man. You've never listened to an episode of this in your life.
1: I've listened to the episode I'm in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Of course you have, of course you have. <laughs> but Well I think I think that's 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 all folks. Um I don't I I don't do legal, do legally, s- legally I'm not allowed to say that I don't think. You,
1: you have to edit it out. Oh
0: <laughs> Right, but yeah, uh follow um Cape Verse on Instagram, Twitter, just Cape Verse Podcast you'll find it probably. Um and yeah. It's been uh, it's been great chatting to you, Bruce, and we'll we'll see you at some point soon.
1: Thank you for having me on again. It's been a privilege.
0: Uh, so yeah, uh, see you next week for the Dark Knight trilogy.